Hello and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not safe for work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week, really the end of our ropes, and we'd like to be able to talk honestly and openly about teaching without having to worry about losing our jobs. Hence the Elvis. You know, that's not really my name. First, I'd like to start by giving a shout out to all of our Patreon patrons. That's right, if you are a fan of Teacher Needs Drink Podcast and you'd like to hear more, well, you should join our Patreon. We have over 90 plus extra bonus exclusive episodes and audio content that you can only get on the Patreon. In fact, today's episode is one that you could previously only get on the Patreon. This is one of our long lost episodes. This was the 13th episode we ever released. We have a little bit of a different sound in it. In fact, if you listen to it, I try to sound very polished in everything I say, and it's just, it is what it is. But I want to go ahead and thank our patrons who are out there. Let me start with our newest one, Ms. Valerie J, Natasha S, Miss Anthropy, Princess Buttercup, Dragon Lady, Sunday L, Kelsey, Nicole B, Shannon E, Helena C, Aaron B, Stephanie S, Maggie M, Texas Teacher, Kristen, Miss Sunshine, Hattie F, James Nally J, Jody D, Samantha D, Lisa C, Rachel, Jen Genie, Exhausted Band Director, Kimberly K, Kim K, Jessica A, Swiffle Ev Owners, Amanda F, Ariana L, Physics Runner, Steph, Science Teach 17, Michael M, William P, Aldrich T, The Scorpionita, Britt M, Iron Swine, Noel R, Teresa H, Biker Teach, Marsha M, Christina B, Miss Alabama, Kristen B, Jason F, Amber H, Abby B, Sarah B, Regina N, Josie S, Sam B, Lucy P, Mary E, Jamie B, Red Violin, Kristen W, Vanessa G, Mary C, RJR, Kristen C, Johanna H, Space Bunties, Irma A, Nimi, Melissa M, and Sarah N. Thank you guys for subscribing to the Patreon. I love you guys all so, so much. I'd also like to thank our other sponsor, Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or no one in your building, send them to ludlambdramatics.com. It's one of the few resources for educational theater teachers out there. Really, because most time they go to like the teacher store and there's nothing there for theater teachers. It's just a bunch of bullshit at the teacher store. So they need to go to Lud Lamb Dramatics. That's right. Send your theater teacher to Lud Lamb Dramatics. All right, my friends, that concludes all of our sponsored talk for today. If you have something you'd like to share with us here at Teacher Needs a Drink, hit us up through the contact page on our website of teacherneedsadrinkpodcast.com. Go to the contact page and leave a question for us, a message, and we'll do our best to read it on the air. Now, as I said earlier, I am on vacation this week. This school year has been just a shit show. So I am enjoying some beach time with my family and some of my extended family, and it is beautiful. Because of that, I'm not recording an episode. So I went and dug through the archives and found episode 12. And I thought, you know, you guys might like it. It's interesting. It's from the before times, before pandemic. It's before we were all shaken to our core. And I... I just see it. Enjoy it. And if you like these older episodes, well, you can get some of them just by going through your Spotify feed or Apple podcast feed or whatever you listen to. But if you really want some of the deep dives, the really lost episodes, like the first 10 episodes of this podcast, you have to join our Patreon. All right, my friends, I hope you enjoy this. Here is episode 12. All right. Welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. I am Elvis, your host. And with me today, I have Mr. Yoda. How are you doing, sir? Howdy. I'm doing fantastic. I'm glad you're here. And then Ms. Bunny O'Hare, how are you? I'm living the dream. I'm glad you are. And Miss Sparkles, how are you? I'm sparkly. Wonderful. Well, welcome. Let's get started. (laughs) 
This is from the Reddits, and this is Mm -hmm. how to get students to stop talking. Hi, all. I know this is not a unique question, but now that I'm on Thanksgiving break, I need to ask. I am a first-year teacher of ninth graders. My kids are generally good, and I generally feel lucky. There are no fights. They often do their work, and they're a beautifully diverse group. However, the amount of talking is ridiculous. I do a frequent group pair shares to try to help them get their talking out in between times when I am talking. I tried to set my expectations from day one that there should not be talking when I or their classmates are talking. I remind them that I have various come back and listen techniques. I tell them I am waiting until they stop talking. I stop and wait more. I call names. Some of their classmates get frustrated and try to shush their peers. Occasionally, I hold the whole class in after the bell for a minute. I'm putting a minute on the board, which you can earn off if you don't talk when you're not supposed to for the rest of the period. They have never earned off the minute. I get quiet. I get loud, etc. Honestly, I think I need better individual consequences for repeat offenders, and I just don't know what they should be. We don't really have any detentions at my school, and sending them to the office should be reserved for more horrendous disruptions. What can should I do to get the talking at an appropriate level? They're ninth graders. They're going to talk. Ninth graders talk. You have to call their parents. Like, if you're not going to send them to the office, I would call home or email home and be like, hey, little Susie Ann is so great in class, and she really wants to participate, but can you please talk to her about making sure her participation is within the boundaries and not when I'm talking, blah, blah, blah. Like, make it sound like Susie's a great student, and she really wants to be engaged in her education too much, so I need her to dial it back a little bit. If you're going to call the parent, you need to rephrase that, not just they're talking, that they are disrupting class and they are stopping us from teaching. Because someone just mm-hmm. called me and said, hey, your kid was talking in my class. Yeah, the Kay. kids talk. Yeah. You need to actually from like, no, we honestly cannot do anything because your kid, and I doubt it's just one kid, won't oh, yeah. shut up. If it's just two or three and you've got like desks, I would just move their desks so that they're far away from everyone because you know that meme have y'all seen that meme where it's like you can put me where you want teacher I talk to everybody mm-hmm. you have to put them where they can't talk to anybody no but I've, I've had some that just will straight yell across the room at each other Absolutely. like no matter how far away you separate them and they just challenge accepted kind of they just yell across the room at each other and so then yeah phone call home yeah this sounds like a seating chart if nothing else is the first step because they didn't mention a seating chart in there rearranging where people are but i would probably also call home at the same time and be yeah. like hey i had to yeah. move Susie's seat because the amount of talking she's doing is disrupting the learning in our classroom so could you just remind her not to talk so much in class thank you i like to do it during class like right there in front of the whole class oh hey, yeah let's call your mom Susie. what no, no, right now, let's call your mom. If you're not going to let me teach, we might as well use this time productively. So let's call mom <laughs> right now. That's I, lo- a- I love after I've already called their moms and then I can just throw the first name out there. Like, do I need to call Sharon? Really? Do, I, do we need to call Sharon right now? Because we can call Sharon. She's on speed dial. I just swiped her on Tinder, so I can message her <laughs> real quick. <laughs> I've been friends with some of my students' parents in the past. It's like, like we've had each other's numbers. Like we were friends before their kid was in my class. And what's my favorite thing is I'll, if they do something wrong, I will look at them and I would just pull out my cell phone and I wouldn't even really be texting, but I would look like I was texting and just stare them down. And they would look at me with fear deep in their heart and their eyes. And they'd be like, 
and they would stop whatever it was they were doing, and I would just put my phone back down on my desk, keep looking at them, because like, <laughs> maintaining eye contact like a wild animal kind <laughs> yes, of thing. Like exactly, That's who's nice. the alpha now, seventh grader? <laughs> This is from the Reddits. Okay. The title is, I'm afraid to go back to school tomorrow. I had a parent come into my classroom at the end of the day and find their daughter in time out. I explained to the parent that their daughter was having a hard time keeping her hands to herself today. Nothing malicious, but the other students were getting frustrated with the poking and the roughhousing, so she needed to sit out for a little bit. The parent lost it, begins yelling, cussing me out, tries to take pictures of me and yelling about how he's going to post them on Facebook. He begins demanding that I show him the students that his daughter was having issues with. My students were terrified and started crying. They are four. Mm -hmm. Four years old. Okay. Um, That explains the time out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking like kindergarten, maybe first grade. Four-year-olds. Okay. I began getting in front of him and yelling back. I didn't want my kids to think someone could come in my room and intimidate them and I wouldn't step in. I am a very small woman in my 20s. He began calling me a bitch, calling me ugly, and finally security showed up and took him into the hall. He screamed about me the entire time being escorted off school grounds. They said he had white stuff on the corners of his mouth, so he was probably on something. My principal issued a no trespassing order for the school for him. He is legally no longer allowed on school grounds for any reason. My principal encouraged me to call the police and file a restraining order because this parent had made suggestive comments to me in the beginning of the year as well. I did not because I don't want him to have information about me. I'm scared to go to school tomorrow, and I'm afraid this student will show back up, and worse, her parent will show back up. I don't know what to do. Have any of you called in sick just out of fear? Any advice for what you would do in this situation? Holy shit. It's scary. And I think I remember reading down in the comments that she did end up like calling, calling sick that day. A lot of people incurred, they were like, no, like take the, take the day. Like that's important for you to like kind of process that. Cause that's terrifying. Yeah. No, mental health days are a very real thing. And sometimes you need a break. And I imagine mm-hmm. after something that intense, you're not going to be that great. If you come in the next day, you're going to be preoccupied. Distracted you're gonna be constantly and scared. Checking and, the windows yeah. or looking at the right. hallway door. And oh, yeah. Especially if the student's in class, which of course she obviously doesn't blame the student for what happened. But like, it's scary to be like, okay, this student is here today. Is that parent, even though they're not supposed to be on campus, mm-hmm. are they going to show up anyway? Because, yeah. you know, a no trespass order isn't like a physical barrier. It's not like he can't step onto the campus. The thing that she said about not wanting to file a restraining order because of not wanting the guy to have information, I would encourage, like, if somebody's in that situation, at least to make a report with the police. Yes. If you don't even actually do the restraining order because then they have something on the record so that if something does happen in the future, they have... It's that whole, if it's not in writing, it never happened thing. Yeah, like yep. document, document, document. Documentation, yeah. hey, this thing happened on this day so that if he does something in the future, they have other evidence of other things that have gone on. Even if she doesn't go all the way to a restraining order, I would really encourage that person to at least report it to the police and get it on the file so that if he does something stupid in the future, there's also that on the record as well. Yeah, although I would strongly encourage the restraining order. Yeah. Clearly not dealing with someone who's in the right state of mind. They obviously have issues going on outside of this because if they're coming in or into a room and don't mind screaming and cussing all this in front of a room full of tiny, tiny children, 
and just kind of verbally assaulting a teacher. Who knows what else is going on there? I mean, yeah. And that was pointed out in the comments too. Is somebody? I think a couple of people told her she should call CPS because if he was willing to behave that way publicly, God only knows what he's doing in private. Right. And so, like, that cannot be a safe situation with that child. Right. And so they pointed out to her, like, you may also want to call CPS and like get that ball rolling because if security is telling you we think he was on something mm-hmm. and he was coming to pick up his kid and theoretically driving, then That's that needs safe. Yeah. yeah. It needed to be a CPS call. And all those other parents of all the other kids, mm-hmm. they need to know what happened. I mean, you know, when their kid comes home all upset and, you know, how's your day? Oh, well, let me tell you about what happened at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, the big angry man came and taught me these words. I think the other thing you need to do is if you're in a situation like that, you work out a plan with your team members or, hey, if someone comes and is losing their crap, what do I do to get their attention? Because that can even happen if a kid is losing control in Mm -hmm. class. Like, hey, knock on the door, knock on the wall, get my attention, call out to say, hey, I could use a little help or I need a tea break or who knows what it is, but something to get another Mm -hmm. body in the room or just to let people know. They do it in grocery stores like, oh, someone pooped on the floor. We have a code brown in aisle three. (laughs) So the positive of that is like, okay, how can we prepare for the crazy parent screaming in your face in front of your classroom because you know that that's something that might happen. But that's definitely not something that is addressed in like your education classes. No, no, that is not something that ever came up in my student teaching. Right. But that's something that's not going to happen in anywhere pretty much from elementary up because nowadays with security, they don't really let parents pass the front door. You're not going to see a parent during school hours unless they are PTA or some special function, Mm -hmm. just walk into the building, get to go in the classroom. If they're angry or upset, usually the front office doesn't let them go. Even if I'm there just to pick up, say, my daughter for a doctor appointment or something, I go to the front office, they page her, they call her, someone either walks her down or she comes down herself. I don't really see the other kids in her class or where it is unless it's a, you know, official school thing. Really only in the preschool where you're going to have a parent actually walking to the room and dropping them off. Yeah, my classroom is on the back of the building where we are now and the, it's close to the gyms and the tennis courts and things like that. And so the athletes coming and going will prop the door open mm-hmm. so that they don't have to, you know, keep banging on the door for someone to come let them in. And my classroom is right there. And I'm constantly having to go out and pull the outside door shut because, you know, the, the kids, you know, don't mean any harm by it. They're thinking it's making, you know, it's making things easier so they don't have to keep interrupting my class, you know, someone banging on the door to come let them in. But that's not, that's not a good setup. If your principal's telling you to get a restraining order, like... Get a restraining that's order. That's some serious shit. Yeah. Because most, princip- most principals, they have they have a hard job because they have to be try and be diplomatic and support parents and teachers, and mm-hmm. sometimes that comes into conflict. So if your principal is saying, like, absolutely, you should get a restraining order, like, to me, that, that person is looking out for your best interest. They're trying to help you the best way they know how, and... They may know something that you don't, that they're right. not at liberty to share. Right. And so you should take that seriously. And you should take the day off. Yeah, for sure. And you should take the day, maybe two days. Well, there was a, a, a gun at school event around here locally. A student was being an asshat and brought a very, very realistic looking pellet gun that looks just like, you know, a forty-five shiny and all that. And brought to school, showed it on the bus to someone else and brought. So they, once the word got out, 
that student had a gun school completely locked down. And of course, all stories about what happened, were they firing the gun or were they showing shells? How many students had guns? Because I think, I think it ended up actually being a couple of students who ended up having these pellet guns on campus. But once everything had been resolved and the lockdown was over, teachers were like, you know what? I'm out. I'm done for today. That was, that was enough of that. And I support that. If you have an ass day and then a kid brings a gun to school that was supposed to be in your room later, I, yeah, I support you going home. That's a rough situation. Like, I, I honestly don't know what I would do in that situation as far as whether I would feel, you know, it's easy to armchair quarterback and say, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I would stay for the kids. But if I was that freaked out, like, I had a situation a couple of years ago where a student who was in my class got arrested and did not return to school and in juvie for making credible threats to the campus. And I I honestly don't know what I would do if that kid came back to my class at some point. That's really terrifying. And that's not something that I've been, I've been teaching for long enough now that that is not something that was really discussed when I was in student teaching. That's not something people are like, oh, you knew what you were getting into. No, I really didn't because it's changed so much. I wasn't getting into dealing with like credible threats. I wasn't getting into dealing with guns coming to school. Like that's not anything what I was signing up for when I decided to be a teacher. No. And so anybody who pulls that kind of bullshit is full of it. You knew what you were signing up for. No, this was was not not, part of the bargain when I signed up I was not signing up to get shot or be threatened or Summer's off or not worth that. No. I would rather just be working during the summer than get shot. I'd rather be alive. Thank you. The boy did it. Success. I teach middle school English. Each Friday, I give a vocabulary quiz. As usual, I have a couple of students who consistently get two out of ten or lower. Mm. So on Friday, one of these boys confidently answered the first two questions. Hooray! He studied. Then he got stuck on number three, looked at the word for a while, and gave up. I could see him give up. Two out of ten. After the quiz, I confronted him. I told him that it looked like he studied, but when he forgot one word, he just gave up. Yep, true. He admitted it. Okay, so two periods later, he has a homework support class. I had him finish taking the test with that teacher, and he scored ten out of ten. Yay! He looked so happy. I just love it when kids realize that, yes, they actually are capable. Yes. You know, it's so true. The, the, the problem I always see is the kids who they wouldn't even attempt questions one and two because if they don't do it, they technically haven't done it wrong, so you can't tell them that they're stupid. Mm. And so they just don't even attempt it. And then, you know, if you hound them and you hound them and you hound them and finally something gets done and you come back and show them that A, and they're like, oh, I, d- I did know that. I, I can do this. And it's like, yes, that's, that's why we're here to do this and to learn, mm-hmm. you know, to get those aha moments. It's so just a great feeling when the kids get those. I love that, um, that feeling when you have a kid who has struggled with something and then the light bulb goes off. Yes. yes. And yes. they get the, you know, the face. The, the sound. Oh! Yeah. And you're like, yes, yes! And you're, like, you're uh, celebrating as hard as they are. Thank you, Mr. Yoda. Thanks for being here today. My pleasure. Ms. Bunny O'Hare, wonderful having you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
All right, friends, thanks for joining us through this rerun episode. We'll have a new episode of Teach Your Needs Drink podcast out next Wednesday. And I just appreciate everyone for contributing and helping for what's been going on for almost two and a half years now, three years. We started this podcast before pandemic, and we're still going pretty strong. We have an army of about nine different hosts we pull from. And I love every single one of them. So thank you guys so much for supporting and listening. If you want to, join the Patreon. If you want to also, you know, support Ludlam Dramatics. That goes a long way. All right, my friends. Enjoy your summer. I hope you're getting a break. And cheers. Cheers.